Welcome to a Heritage Christian Centre podcast. For more information, visit www.heritagecc.com.au. We hope this message blesses your life. Last week I got a encouraging, interesting email through my webpage where we send out the newsletter. And it's a young man that I do not know and not aware of. He said a little while ago, he said, you came into a church in Los Angeles and he said, my wife dragged me to church to hear you. He said, you'll like this guy. (laughs) And he said, I was a gang member. And he said, if you've been around LA and I know you have, you'll understand what gang members are like. And he said, after the meeting, it was my plan to go and kill somebody. And he said, you told the story in your sermon on how you came to Christ when you're on your way to kill somebody. And he said, God didn't just put a seed in my heart. He nuked me. (laughs) And now I love God. I'm worshiping God. I'm now in a Bible training school at our church. And I just wanted to let you know what God had done. Oh, that was awesome. Hallelujah. He actually said it was an old little guy that was preaching. (laughs) I will deal with that when I see him. <laughs> Tonight is a miracle night. How many say amen? Yeah. God does do miracles. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. And tonight will be no different. And even if you do not need a healing or a miracle, I would encourage you to show up. Yes. Why? So I don't need a healing. No, I know that. But people need corporate faith. Yep, that's right. yep. They need my faith. They need your faith. They need others' faith. And to be here to help believe God yeah. and to bring an atmosphere of faith. So it's important that you come. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I've checked the schedule. There's no good uh, NRL games on tonight. <laughs> the rugby games are over. So nothing, and there's no good movies on TV tonight. Otherwise, I may not be here. <laughs> Just kidding. Here's the verse that I want to use for today, but morning and night, which I'll get more into tonight. Let me get my glasses. I need a miracle. <laughs> oh. Turn around and say hello to somebody while I'm getting these. Hey, how you doing, mate? (laughs) Yeah. I can see where there's, I can see really well when there's good light or I'm not tired. And when there's a little darkness, it makes it difficult just to read. Exodus 15, verse 26. If you diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord your God, and will do what is right in his sight, give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes, I will put none of these diseases upon you which are brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that heals you. Thank God for that. I want to give you seven thoughts, keys if you like, of what I would do if I was sick and why. And in fact, I had to do it. Seven of them. Number one, I would ask people whose spiritual experience I trust 
to pray for my healing. Two amens. And one's the pastor and he'll amen anything I say. (laughs) Yeah. Those that you know and trust that'll pray for your healing. Look at James chapter five, verse 14. Is anyone sick? Let him or her call for the elders and let them pray over him. Notice this. You are to call for the elders. I am to call for the elders. Pray over him, anointing him or her with oil in the name of the Lord and the prayer of faith shall save the sick. For years, I wondered what the prayer of faith was. I asked all over the world, and to be honest with you, I got some really stupid answers. <laughs> I go away and say, I know better than that. And one day God spoke to me and he said, it's very simple, the prayer of faith, you know. What causes faith to be released? I said, your word. He said, so pray my word. That's the prayer of faith. Come on, are you hearing me? Pray my word. That's the prayer of faith. That's right. Wow. Number two. I would do all I knew to do, exercising my faith to walk according to Mark 11, verse 24. Therefore, I say to you, whatsoever things you desire, everyone say desire. desire. Shout it out loud, please. Desire. desire. When you pray, I love that. It's not, it's assuming that some don't. When you pray, believe that you receive. When do you believe you receive? When you pray. And you shall have them. See, a lot of people, they're believing they'll receive next week, down the road, next month or whatever. And if it happens then, that's fine. But you need to believe you're going to receive when you pray. Okay? And so I would do all I could exercising my walk according to that, believing I'm receiving. Number three, I would feed my faith by reading and rereading all the scriptures and the word of God that promise healing and health. In my phone, I have 178 scriptures to do with healing. Hello. And when I was had cancer, and I had, most of you and I had it twice, I would read the Word of God. And then when I was in Peru just last year, a, a situation happened and I thought, the doctor actually said to me, it looks like the cancer's come back. So I, every day I go into a bedroom that we sort of call an office and a movie theater and a, <laughs> and a film studio. And uh, I would read these scriptures. Didn't do 175, but every day I'd do 100 of them. I'd say them out loud and speak them into my situation. Come on, hallelujah. You say to me, how long did that take you? I don't know, but a long time. But it was either life or death. So I spoke, I spoke, I spoke. 
God's Word into my situation day after day after day after day. I'll tell you why. The doctor told me my PSA was 50, 5-0. Is there a doctor in the house? If there is, they'll tell you how high that is. That's nuts. He said, the cancer has come back. Then they ran scans to see if it was in my bones. By the time I got back here and went to the doctor that operated on me, it was down to 2.3. And now it's down lower than that. Come on, hallelujah. Amen. I said, I'm not going to accept this. I'm going to speak the Word of God. And the Bible says the Word of God is light. Light replaces darkness. Darkness doesn't replace light. Light replaces darkness. And it is life. So when you're speaking the Word of God, and I mean speaking it, I didn't just read it, I'd read it and say it. You're speaking it into your situation. Number four. I would endeavor to demonstrate my faith in God's word by acting as much as possible as if I was already healed. Interesting verse in Luke 17, 14, 10 lepers. Jesus administered to them. And he says to them, go show yourself to the priests. Now what the next line tells us, when they got to the priests, they were healed. But they weren't healed till they got there. Or as they were going there. So initially there was no sign of healing or health. But they were walking, believing it was happening. Come on, hallelujah. If you say, I'll never get healed of this, the chances are pretty high you won't. Not even a doctor can help you. Number five. If my condition worsened, I would add works to my faith. Wow, let me say that again. If my condition worsened, I would add works to my faith. James chapter two, verse 17. Faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. Mm. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works and I will show you my faith by my works. Boy, that's a strange scripture, isn't it? See, here's what I did and I would do and I'd encourage you to do. I would consult with every skilled medical help and follow their advice. Just because you go to a doctor doesn't mean you lack faith. Just because you seek medical help doesn't mean you don't believe God. Use what you can believe. Even God took a a medical doctor as one of his 12. I would do it. Number six. During this time, I would continue to believe that God willed me to be healed. 
and I was taking some personal responsibility for my recovery. Wow. 1 Corinthians 3, verses 16 to 18. says, you are the temple of God and the Spirit of God lives in you. Now I know God can do anything and everything and I believe He does and He will and He shall. But we need to understand that we need to do some things. There's sort of an attitude in some Christian circles, I don't have to do anything, God will do everything. Well, that's never been the way. It's always a cooperation between the believer and God and God and the believer. Come on, hallelujah. I'm gonna amen my own thought. Yeah, we are the temple of God and God dwells in us. So we have personal responsibility to take care of ourselves. Number seven. I would tell my doctor I trusted him and was believing God to work through him so I could recover. Now, when my doctor was about to operate on me, here's what I told him. I said, I'm trusting you and I'm trusting God. And he looked at me and he said, if I were you, I would put God first and me second. (laughs) Okay, I got it. Okay. And if you've had cancer, you understand that every so often you go back to your doctor or surgeon, whatever, and they just do a checkup. And I've been doing that um, more than a year at a time. And quite often he'll say to me, you still trusting God? I go, absolutely. Good. Come on, hallelujah. Yeah. Just because you have to get operated on, just because a doctor gives you medical pills or whatever to take doesn't mean you're not believing God. I've had people tell me, well, if you go to a doctor, you lack faith. Rubbish. It's got nothing to do with it. Come on, hallelujah. Faith comes through hearing the Word of God, not through what you do. That's works. I had a revelation when I was in Peru on Exodus 15, 26, which I'll talk to you tonight about. It blew me away. Just absolutely blew me away. In all the years I've studied things to do with healing, I never saw that before. But I will tell you this. There's a word in the Scripture to do with healing which actually means that God wants you wants to stitch you up so you heal correctly. Are you hearing me? I got a friend of mine that's been seriously ill. He called me on the phone. He said, you know those 178 scriptures you have, can you send them to me? I said, yeah. I sent them anyway. I said, I got them from a guy, a friend of mine, who was dying of cancer, 
had a cancer in the United States that only seven men a year get. Diego. And he said, I couldn't do anything. I had no strength, no nothing. And he said, God, do I lack faith? And God says, no, you don't lack faith. I gave you the faith. Why would I give you enough faith so it's a lack? He said, read the Word. Speak the Word. Speak it into your situation. And for six months, every day, and he and his wife told me, he never missed a day. He spoke all 178 scriptures every day into a situation with the doctors telling him he wouldn't survive, he was going to die, and he'd already lived beyond the limit that you could with this cancer. Today he's back pastoring stronger than ever and I play golf with him. Come on, on, hallelujah. Come on, are you hearing me? And he he said, I speak the Word of God into my spirit day by day by day until I got healed. Did you ever get discouraged? Well, if you listen to your mind, you might. But I didn't listen to my mind, I listened to my spirit. My spirit's where the Word of God was. Come on, hallelujah. And the Spirit brings life and light and it causes power to operate. Hallelujah. So I'm here to tell you today, no matter how big your need, and I'm sure there's some great ones, or how little, or how agonizing your pain is, or how little, tonight God is gonna show up and bring healing and health to people. Come on, can you say amen? That is the will of God concerning you. Somebody said to me last week, well, I know someone that died of cancer. That's it for me when it comes to healing. I said, yeah, I know. I said, I've got four best friends. He knows them. He's one of them. And one of them died last week of cancer. Am I going to give up believing God? Not in your sweet life. Come on, hallelujah. I'm going to keep on keeping on believing God. And the devil's going to get a black eye. Can you say amen? Anytime he comes against people, I'm coming against him. Come on, hallelujah. I will not give up. I will not quit. Amen. And even when I had cancer, I kept believing God. And I remember saying to somebody, you know, even if I die, I'll go out believing God. Come on, hallelujah. I'm not gonna believe to die. I'm gonna believe to live. No matter how old you are, no matter how young you are, God is your physician. Come on, hallelujah. I was in Washington, D.C. many, many years ago with our friend David Baird. And we did a miracle night. Church hadn't been going very long and we were in a broken down old building. It was awful. David used to say to me, I must be a good pastor because people are coming to this ugly building. (laughs) 
And they had a lady laying on the side, on my right-hand side, on three mattresses, one on top of the other. And I said to David, why has she got three mattresses? He said, this lady has more than three diseases that will kill her. She's in unbelievable agony. So that's what they do. Well, that night, she came up off those mattresses, ran around the building and got miraculously healed. Years later, many years later, I'm in the building, new building, bigger crowd. And I said to David, remember that lady that got healed that night? I said, is she still around? He said, that's her over there, taking up the offering. Come on, hallelujah. Come on, hallelujah. When God does it, God does it good. When God does it, God does it for all time. I am not a healer. If I was, I think I'd heal everybody. I'm not a healer. I'm just a signpost that points you to the healer. Come on, hallelujah. I point you to the right direction. I point you to the correct doctor, Dr. Jesus. Or as they say in Spanish, Jesus. I hear music. Oh, good. That means it's time to stop. When I'm in Lima and I'm preaching, the keyboard player, he's already there. And with about five minutes to go, he hits a chord. And it's the sign for Pastor L to start stopping. (laughs) Tonight is the night. Put things off. If you need help to get here, call somebody, but get here. And we're going for it. Can you say amen? Come on, hallelujah. We're going for it. And we're gonna believe God for signs, wonders, and miracles. Amen, God love you, amen.